operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. Better than ever. Welcome back to Tom Progression Podcast. As always, by my side, the Winter Soldier to my Captain America, Stephen. <laughs> I am Rock. I was going to call you the Scarlet Witch to my Vision. Um, <laughs> Stephen's like, why can't I be Vision? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stephen. Anyhow, welcome back. We took last week off, had a little hiatus, mm-hmm. but we are back with plenty of fun stuff. This podcast in particular is going to be centered all around Avengers Infinity War. Part of why we did not podcast last weekend was I was unable to see the movie until just a few days ago. I saw it on today is Sunday. I saw it Wednesday of this week, but Stephen, I made up for the, seeing it possibly later than any other comic book nerd on the internet. Mm-hmm. I made up for it by seeing it a second time on Friday. Ah, okay. So I've now seen it twice. Mm-hmm. I love seeing a big movie like this mm-hmm. two times. Because in general, the first one is the one where I'm just, I just, I'm the six-year-old kid again, and I'm just geeking out over seeing these superheroes that I grew up with. And mm-hmm. The idea of ever, Stephen, the idea of, from your generation, you know, you're 22, yes? 30. 23, oh, yeah. I de-aged you. Steven, <laughs> yeah, you're an old man I, now, I 23 would, years yeah. old. God, Stephen. So, <laughs> so at uh, at 23, you've grown up with the Marvel Studio movies, right? So let's see, when the first Iron Man movie came out, that was back in, what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were what, 13? Right? Yeah, it was 10 years ago, so yeah. Yeah, you were 13 years old. So you pretty much, I mean, you've... You've pretty much grown up with the Marvel Studios movies. Seeing the Marvel characters in movies is not as... I mean, it's neat because you're still 13 when they first came out, but it's not, like, mind-bogglingly amazing. Well, even before that, like, my thing was the X-Men and Oh, Spider-Man that's right! And, um, all the X-Men movies, those were all, what, late 90s? Yes? Uh, the X-Men, at first, X-Men was in 2000. That was was it 2000? So, I mean, you know, you've grown... I've seen, I've seen all of this, yeah. You've grown, <laughs> it, this is just normal for you. Pretty This much, is your yeah. norm. And then when I was, I watched Justice League and Teen Titans on TV, so... Right. You know, yeah. seeing live-action superhero movies is just standard issue for you. Kinda, yeah. For me, it is not. This is, for someone of your generation, it's like hard to imagine. I, it's hard for me to explain it. I can't think of an analogy, but it's... You grew up, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, like me, and just the idea of these live-action superhero movies, it just, it wasn't even on your radar. I mean, you were just excited to get a cartoon. (laughs) Because comics were just, in the 80s and 90s, just were not particularly, for sure, in the 80s. In the 90s, it started to get a little bit, but a little more mainstream. But not much. The mainstream stuff really didn't happen until 2000. Yeah. And for sure in the 80s. It was just so far. Like, just <laughs> seeing this is just... You never thought this could ever imagine when you were a kid. Just, just... And I had a good imagination. And it's not something I ever thought I would ever see. 
So the first time, you know, it's just, let's get six-year-old rock out of the way, right. you know, freaking out, right? Because I still freak out. Mm -hmm. Get that out of the way. In the second movie, I get a chance to watch the first one as a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? You watch mm -hmm. the first one as a fan. You watch the second one a little more right. with a... Okay, let's try to pick up on the small details, mm -hmm. the small story details, the small set details, mm -hmm. a little bit more of a critical eye as to where we're going, where right. we've been. So it's fun to see, see it both ways. Mm -hmm. I also saw, the first time I see it, I saw the friend of mine who kind of has just been a longtime comic geek. The second time I see it, I always take my boys, and mm -hmm. it's fun to see how a 14 and 11-year-old are going to react to right. what I'm reacting to. Because mm -hmm. trust me, Stephen, they always come, they always <laughs> throw a curveball at you. They always get a, have a takeaway from the movie that right. you just you, didn't see, you just didn't see at all. And that's to be expected when you're talking that kind of age gap. Sure. So, anyhow, we're going to review mm -hmm. Avengers Infinity War. It is going to be spoilerific. Okay, yeah. we are going to be spoiling the movie it's left been and long right. Enough. It has been long enough, and that's another reason why I wanted to kind of wait on the podcast, because I I did want to at least give some time to go to pass, so most people will probably have seen the movie and won't mind listening to the podcast. Right. You know, I hate dropping a podcast full of spoilers the same week in the movie's out, because most people aren't going to want to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I figured, let's that's wait, true. but to be warned, mm -hmm. it'll be in the description of the podcast as well, <laughs> to be warned. Spoilers, ahoy. Oh we are going to be all into the details mm -hmm. of the movie. So, here's a spoiler alert. <laughs> Turn back now if you've not seen the movie. Yes. As always, before we tackle the movie review, Stephen, a little housekeeping. Mm -hmm. ComicBookRevolution.com is where you can go for all of the reviews. I know Kevin is probably posting a Nightwing review as we speak. Huh. Possibly a Batman. There's go-tos. It seems like every time we podcast, there's a Nightwing or Batman review being published. Right. Almost <laughs> always. <laughs> So you can also check us out on Facebook. Comic Book Revolution has a Facebook page. We can check us out on Twitter at CBR Revolution. <laughs> you can check me out on Twitter. Twitter. I can't speak Twitter. today. It's just too early in the morning. We are <laughs> podcasting very early this morning on a Sunday. and My brain is not engaged. But you can check me out on Twitter. Rock Revolution. That's two Ks. And Stephen? And you can follow me at President Glover on Twitter. There you go. Um, Wonderful enunciation. Yes. And um, all the relevant links are there. I actually already posted a review for Infinity War, so I'm kind yes, of retreading. Did. But you I can are. actually talk spoilers now. Yes. So that'll be nice. That's right. Now, Stephen, before we actually tackle the review itself, let's talk about some numbers because they are stupid. You know I love my numbers. Love your numbers. I do, and I figure we'll just go over them real fast. I mean, there's not a lot to say other than it's monstrously huge yeah okay i mean yeah, it's 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 slaying <laughs> it's slayed all the numbers steven it's slayed the biggest domestic box office opening it's slayed the largest global box office opening it has slayed um uh what it just did just i guess a couple hours ago yesterday <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day they were releasing all the uh after just 11 days of a global release it has now set a new record for fastest uh, $1 billion uh, worldwide box office. Mm -hmm. So it beat the old uh, uh, Fast Furious record. Right. And it did it in just... It did it in just 11 days. Yep. What? That beats the 12-day run to $1 billion of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. So it smacked away The Force Awakens' biggest opening... And then beat it to a billion dollars. Yes. And 
And that's interesting because and we're going to touch on this during the review, mm-hmm. but I think that Marvel Studios is poised to now replace Lucasfilm as the number one box office beast for Disney. But there may be a wrinkle in there because there's something that surprised me, Stephen. And we'll get to it in a second. Okay. Um, so anyhow, out of the out of 34 films that have reached one billion global in industry history, Stephen, mm-hmm. are you ready? This is Marvel's sixth. Mm-hmm. Out of the 34 that have hit a billion globally. Yeah. Even more amazing. Mm-hmm. It is Disney's Walt Disney Studios 17. Mm-hmm. That means. of the 34 films to reach a billion globally are Disney Studios. Yeah. That is shocking. It's also important to note that all these movies, except maybe one, have come recently. Oh, yeah. Because it's a lot easier to make a million dollars than it used to be. Absolutely. I mean, make no mistake. You adjust it and (laughs) Gone with the Wind is still number one. Of course. But nothing will ever beat that. No. (laughs) But that that is astounding. That really is, and to think that they're poised to uh, take Fox over, and it's just, what a juggernaut it really is. Now, again, Lucasfilm is doing their best to shoot themselves in the foot to hurt Disney, but still, it is impressive. It is impressive, to be sure. What is also amazing is Disney set another record. Mm -hmm. So, with Avengers Infinity War crossing the $1 billion mark, the Walt Disney Studios has now crossed $3 billion in global box office for 2018 on Friday, beating Disney's own previous benchmark set May 6, 2016. Wow. That's stunning. So right now, Disney's making all of the money, and Infinity Wars is helping them make all of the money, too. No doubt... We're talking ridiculous numbers. I am curious, Stephen, to see how well Ant-Man and the Wasp does to see if there is any type of bump given to that franchise. Because the first Ant-Man movie, while it did fine, it was clearly not a box office beast by any stretch of the imagination. No. I'm curious to see if Ant-Man and the Wasp, though, gets some type of post-Infinity War bump. That would be very... It would be very curious. be very curious, because they've done... Disney Marvel Studios has done very well with Black Panther, followed by which set records and then had those records destroyed when yeah. Avengers Infinity War came out. So I'm wondering if if this momentum is going to help Ant Man and Wasp. And I'm not expecting it to post, you know, Infinity War's kind of numbers, obviously. But it'd be interesting to see how, how much better it does in the box office than the first Ant Man movie. That would be interesting. I think it'll have a great opening weekend and then when people figure out that it's not attached to Infinity War that it'll drop off a little bit it'll, it'll still off. do really well but it's not gonna I don't think it's gonna make a billion dollars no I don't so, think so either but I think it'll do better than the first one super special to be like that <laughs> correct I totally agree now Stephen before uh, so that, that sets the stage those are the numbers those are your numbers those are the numbers and it's just it's just it's just Bonkers. Know that he is losing <laughs> his mind, and I'm like, if they didn't make this kind of money, then wow. this entire enterprise was a giant waste of time. I like how <laughs> so. they posted, what is it, it made, uh, Avengers Infinity War made more than Justice League yeah. in its entire theatrical run in like three days. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just accentuates how far, 
Warner Brothers is playing checkers while Disney's playing four-dimensional chess. That's I wouldn't say that. I'd say they That's have good brand here. recognition and they have people hooked. That's how they do that. Yeah. <laughs> Warner no. Brothers doesn't know what they're doing. So. Warner Brothers is clueless. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have the Justice League getting past... It's entire theatrical run getting passed in just a handful of days. That is that is that is the equivalent of getting pantsed on national TV. It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Warner Brothers just doesn't know what to do with DC. They I I don't know. It's it's shocking the difference between the two. I don't know. Warner Brothers needs their own uh, Kevin Feige. That's really what they need. They need someone like that who has a really good vision, really good organizational skills, really good planning skills, and just a singular vision on what to do. They need their own Feige. They really, really do. Because the approach they're taking now is not working. Well, they need to... They need to, They and everyone else needs to give up on the cinematic universe concept because it's not... It worked once. It, it's... Proving not to work anymore because it's it. I don't know. I think it's kind of a. Um, you think the cinematic? I think it's a, think it's a little too late now. Like you think we, so? We've got it. Interesting. It's, like and not, not as in they can't be in the same universe, but I mm-hmm. think they're trying to well. It's all just one continuous story. Even Marvel right. kind of gave up on that at some right. point. So just set your movies and make some references, but don't make it a. Oh well, you have to see um, Wonder Woman to understand Aquaman. No, don't right. don't do that. Just make your movies. Be be good. Do you That's think all you need to do. the ship has sailed on that for Warner Brothers in general, or do you simply think it's not an effective storytelling vehicle anymore? Uh, you mean the the, the, the yeah concept? right? Um, I think it, the ship has sailed for everybody because it. Marvel has been so successful that mm-hmm. even if it's not that good, then yeah. everybody's going to jump on it right. and say, I mean, because we joke on DC, but Universal tried that with the monsters. Yes, they did. And, and failed miserably. Massive failure. Yeah, correct. So, and they're trying to do it with Transformers. Correct. And all this other crap. It's like, mm-hmm. no, what about Sony with the Amazing yes. Spider-Man? Yes, true, true. No, so it, just stop doing that. You think it's more than more, <laughs> that Feige just got lightning in a bottle? I think so, yeah. And I think just, he did it at the right time. Right. I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. No, no that's not, a fair point. I'm not going to diminish um, what they've done because it's a huge... This is stuff that they're going to put in, in in film school books and stuff yes. about movies all like for the future. This is a big achievement. No doubt. Um, it's just, I think that that concept is a very... I, it's one of those, I think, one and dones where if you try to copy right. it, you're either going to... Hugh too co- close to people are going to go, oh, you're just copying Marvel. You're just that you don't have anything to yeah, do. Yeah, right. And then if you go too far to the other side, they'd be like, that's nah, not as good as Marvel. So yeah, it's like trying to lot. copy the original Star Wars movies. Right. That, that's that's a hopeless it's, task. It's never going to be yeah. as good. So that's a fair point. I mean, hey, you know what? Props for trying, but right. I'll give you more props if you learn to let it go. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That, I think that's I think it's a very valid point. Very valid point indeed. Now, now we tackle the numbers. Before we hit this review, I just wanted to throw one thing out at you, tangentially oh, okay. related. Sure. So you and I, you know, we're the next big movie for us to handle is going to be Solo. Right. That's going to be the next big movie we're going to review. Yes. Okay, and it comes out in about three weeks. This is what shocks me. All right, tell me. Because you and I are talking how this movie's going to bomb. 
Well, I don't well, know it's gonna, gonna be terrible. Bomb. It's gonna be terrible. I, I don't think it's gonna be a good. Movie. It's gonna be terrible. And I'm like, there is no way. Mm-hmm. There, just, there is no way this movie can do financially well. It just, it just can't because it's not gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Stephen, are you ready for this? Yeah, so, definitely. Black Panther mm-hmm. set the record for the largest uh, 24-hour presale. Mm-hmm. It set the record. Right. Solo, a Star Wars story, has not just broken that. They have doubled the number that Black Panther sold. There's breaking the record, then there's doubling the record. Oh my god, Stephen, why? I'm thinking to myself, oh god, this, you know, Solo's going to do well, it's just going to encourage Lucasfilm. Yeah. It's just going to encourage them. And they need to be swatted on the nose with a rolled up newspaper like a misbehaving puppy. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be smack, smack on the nose. Bad Kathleen. Bad Kathleen. Force Awakens made $2 billion. If that's not a green light to go ahead, then I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but The Last Last Jedi Mm -hmm. did not perform as well. Yeah, it did a billion and a half dollars. Still half a billion less. Bad Kathleen Kennedy. That's, that's, that is not the direction. Where's all the money? That, that is not. That's what Disney's saying. Because Disney looks at her and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Our movies yeah. don't go backward. They go forwards. <laughs> you made half a billion dollars less yeah. with our Crown Jewel franchise. Mm-hmm. That's not a ringing endorsement. Right. That is not a, not a ringing endorsement. Uh, they, but, yeah, they don't see The Force Awakens like everyone else does, which was, oh, it's a... The big return of Star Wars. Of course, right. it was going to make. Of course, it was going to make nothing's going to get worse than that. No. Yeah, they don't. They don't look at it like that. No, 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 no. I think I think Disney expects. They I think they really they honestly mm-hmm. expect these movies to keep making more yeah. and more money. I think that is absolutely their belief. When yeah. when you roll out sequels, <laughs> they fully expect every Star Wars movie mm-hmm. just to continue to go up and up. And mm-hmm. I really well, maybe not with Rogue One. They didn't. They did temper their expectations with Rogue One. Yeah, they did. But when it comes to the main, mm-hmm. the main Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. I honestly believe, just like with the Avengers movies, I yeah. honestly believe Star Wars expects right. you top the last one. Right. But Disney's also the one that says, yeah, we'll do one a year. That'll uh-huh. definitely Ooh. bring in the money and make this <laughs> a real cash cow. Which, I mean, it, it, it is by all of measures except for their own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Stephen, let's talk about Avengers uh, Infinity War itself, right. shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my overall impression. Okay, tell me. All right, my overall impression is I like the movie. Sure. I like the movie. I was sure. very happy with the movie. Yes. The my biggest takeaways from the movie, mm-hmm. I guess this is, this is my biggest praise for the movie is one, I was shocked mm-hmm. that the Russo brothers were able to juggle such a large cast of characters mm-hmm. and not have it come across as a complete clusterfuck. That's oh, yeah. honestly mm-hmm. my biggest concern going in. We talked about this before. Yeah. My biggest concern going into this movie was it's just going to be a clusterfuck. It's a, a huge, it's a, such a big roster of characters. Mm-hmm. And it's something that really no one had ever done before. Mm-hmm. And I just, look, I'll, I'll openly admit it. I just didn't think you could do it. Yeah. I just I, didn't think you could do it. Hey, I was about as skeptical as anybody. So. Yeah. And I'll give them all the credit in the world. The Rooster Brothers proved me wrong. Sure. They managed to handle a large roster of characters. They smartly, mm-hmm. they smartly divided them up mm-hmm. into their own separate mini storylines. Right. Very smart. 
mm-hmm. good, good move, but they made it work. Mm-hmm. All the different, all the different teams, they split them up. You had Cap and his crew, mm-hmm. and then you had Thor and Rocket and Groot mm-hmm. doing their story. Then you had the remainder of the Guardians doing their story. Right. Thanos doing his story, and those are really the 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 four major plot lines that he's hopping back and forth. Oh no, I'm sorry. There's the fifth one. Uh, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man right. doing theirs. So there's they, five total. Mm-hmm. That, and so they merge together at, at certain points. Correct. Right. But you had five, mm-hmm. essentially five separate teams right. doing five separate mm-hmm. story arcs that all came together. Right. And the scene transitions were fantastic. The way the storylines came together worked for me. I was very happy. I, was, I mean, for a juggling, it's not going to be as smooth as if it was just Iron Man. No. Um, for what they were right. given to do, mm-hmm. I can't say I could do any better. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah, um, I don't agree that they were all very um, smooth, but I mean, we'll, we can get into that later on. It's one of those. It's one of those things where, like, most of my, if I had any criticisms of the movie, mm-hmm. it's stuff that like. Well, I don't know if it could have been done any differently, so I don't right. really like ding the movie for it. Mm-hmm. But I, there, there are some times like it would be like super dark and then transfer to oh we're being goofy and I'm like no like <laughs> ow my head that hurt. But um, I mean it got a little better as it went on. Um, I wasn't happy to be cutting away from my action scenes for Thor's a little magic side quest. Yeah. No, you go back and you show me the action. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, my other big takeaway would be that Marvel Studios finally gave us a worthy villain, not named Loki. Yeah. That was a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. My biggest gripe with all the Marvel Studio movies have been the villains are, other than Loki, right, who is fantastic, mm-hmm. no doubt, They've all been pretty one-dimensional, pretty shallow, pretty standard issue. I, you just don't find them that compelling. They don't intrigue you. They don't pull you in. They're just there to provide for the oppositional force and a punching bag for the good guy. Right. I mean, I liked I liked the Vulture in Spider-Man, and I liked I liked Killmonger, but those are their other two recent ones. The other ones have all been pretty bad. I mean, Ultron was waste. Yeah. Red Skull uh, was... Red eh. Skull, eh. Um, got a great actor to play him and Iron, gave him nothing to yeah. do. <laughs> I didn't like Iron Ironmonger that much. Yeah, it was just whatever. Whiplash, didn't really dig that. Nah, I just, Justin it, Hammer. They eh. literally made him a joke. Yeah. Like, ugh, then the Mandarin. I thought they were doing something good with that. Yeah, and that then, was just like, eh. Yeah, he's, he's literally a joke. Yeah. Again. Yeah. But, okay. but um... Yeah, so, uh, and the movie is more, this is an excuse that fans give for any criticism about the movie, but it, this is mainly Thanos' movie, because most of the action revolves around where he's at, what he's doing, yes, um, his development, and I thought they did a pretty amazing job with him. I mean, I, of course, me being a nerd, I still prefer the the dark side dock off that we have in the comic books. Because <laughs> I think some of his more, the things that make him interesting, right. like his, you know, his um, ego problems mm-hmm. and his obsession with death, I think yep. they make him a little more interesting, but mm-hmm. I really liked what they did with him in the movie. Yes. 
because you still under understand him and um you kind of feel for him i mean mm -hmm. he they they don't mince words that he's a crazy person sure but you know you really kind of like, oh well i guess i get it you know Indeed. i get what you're what you're doing here what i love the character he is in my opinion every movie every Adventure movie, at least. Mm -hmm. Superhero movies certainly sure. follow this. Uh, it's all about a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. That is, again, that's the story you tell with a lot of movies. But right. for sure with adventure and action movies, it's it's a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. The hero in this story, in this movie, at first blush you'd go, okay, so the hero, the main character is Thor. And he goes on the hero's journey and he comes back to save the day. And he is the one who beats the bad guy. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I would submit, yes, that is on the surface what they present, but in fact, no, the true hero of the story is Thanos, and right. he goes on the true hero's journey, and he succeeds at the end. Mm -hmm. And so this movie is really all about Thanos, and I think this is the first Marvel Studios movie that I can, I'm just going to go back on all the ones we've had, mm -hmm. this is the first one where the villain is the hero and goes on the hero's journey. Yeah. And which more is, interesting than the movie here is. Absolutely. So, those are my two biggest takeaways from the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, let's uh, let's go with what we liked, right. and then with uh, whatever criticisms we may have of it. Can I can I do it? Can I do a takeaway? Yeah, go ahead. Um, um, <laughs> this is definitely not a standalone movie. This is definitely oh. one part of a two parter. Yeah, it's like the Lord of the Rings movies. And the fact that they've been trying to sell it as such is like. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't you just make it part one and part two? You really think anybody would have cared? Right. No one would have cared. Nobody cared with the Lord of the Ring movies. Yeah. No one cared. The Hobbit movies. No one cared. No. Nobody cared. It's fine. I just find that very curious that they decided to do that. Yeah. I don't know why, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's an odd decision. It's an odd decision, and I think it does kind of. If if I'm going by their metric, it does kind of lead to some of my um. But yeah, let's go. Let's go with positive. What is first. interesting, though, yes. I will say, is along with the hero's journey, <laughs> yeah. at the end of all all these movies, mm -hmm. you know, Iron Man movie, Captain America movie, Black Panther, yeah, even other movies from other franchises like James Bond. At the mm -hmm. end of the trailers, they always say, you know, James Bond movies. Every James Bond movie at the end of the trailer says James yeah, Bond will return, return, or 007 will return, whatever. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man will return, right? right. Captain... At the end of the trailers, after your little bonus credit scene. Mm -hmm. It said, Thanos, Thanos will return. return. Yep. He's the hero yeah, of the movie. He's the, he's the main character. Yep. <laughs> so anyhow, let me tell you what I like. This is hilarious. First, I have... This, sure. this goes into what I enjoyed. So we watched the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. I... This is the second time. After I watched it, this is the second time. I, I love Thanos. Sure. That, that is... This is my biggest praise for the movie. It's mm -hmm. all going to be about Thanos. Yeah. By far. I just... I adore the character. Mm -hmm. I love how they wrote him. I love how Josh Brolin played him. Yes. I love his story. I love his narrative. I love his mission. I love his emotion. Mm -hmm. I love his anguish. I love his pain. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. love everything about the character. Mm -hmm. He is a sympathetic character. Right. The, the scene where he has to kill Gamora for the soul gem and he's mm -hmm. crying. It is a powerful moment. You feel it. Right. At least I did. I liked it. I felt yeah, it. I, mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Right, I think, I mean, because I did, I think some of the, I think Gamora's little, um, little like, oh, you you don't love nobody, I told you this, and then I'm like, really, 
really bad. She should know he loves she her. She should know that. She should know that he that, loves her. Even if right. he's weird, even in misguided yeah. as he is, right. she should clearly know that he loves her. And I her. think that that's something that, because they had that flashback, so the audience knows, and so we're, I'm just kind of sitting there watching. Like, like you know he loves it. That really? flashback scene, right. again, another great moment yeah. where he pulls her to the side, he pushes mm-hmm. her head yeah, away so from she where... see it, yeah. Because at this point, he's got to kill half the planet. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to shoot everybody. And he's trying to distract her with this little knife, teaching her about the balance. And mm-hmm. it goes in with the theme of balance of the universe and right. you can't overpopulate. Mm-hmm. And he, like, gently guides her head away from, yeah, from the, all the shoot killing. The massacre. Yeah. And just keeps talking to her and get her foot. But it's it's a great moment. Right. And this sets the tone for Thanos' character because it's earlier in the movie. Yes. It sets the tone for the dichotomy of his character. Yeah, he does do awful things, but at the same time, mm-hmm. he does... He, can show right. kindness okay. yeah. as well and compassion. Mm-hmm. And he's not killing for evil reasons. Right. I know that sounds weird, but mm-hmm. he's not killing because he, out of hatred. Right. He's not killing because he hates people mm-hmm. or he hates a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. No, he's killing because he wants to help people and right. help nature. Mm-hmm. So that scene, I thought, really establishes the dichotomy of his character. Yes. And keeps him from being a muhahahaha bad villain. Yes. And shows the compassion he has for Gamora, mm-hmm. which gets paid off by his reaction of having to kill her. Yeah. Which then gets paid off even doubly so mm-hmm. at the end of the movie after he snaps his finger yeah, and, and and he he raptures away half of the universe, <laughs> right? And he, you could see him inside the uh, soul gem. Mm-hmm. And he meets baby Gamora, mm-hmm. like when he first met her, and she asked him, did you do it? Mm-hmm. What it cost you? And he goes, everything. Yep. And the way he delivers the line, the way she, it's just, it's like, <gasps> I can't breathe. Like, <gasps> I feel something heavy on my chest. You know, like that scene. And then it's, and then the fourth moment, because for me, it's, it's, it's these four moments. Mm-hmm. It's the, when he first meets Gamora, kills her. Mm-hmm. Meets her in the soul gem after snapping his fingers, and the very end when he sits down to watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Those four scenes show you the compassion of the character, sure. the depth mm-hmm. of the character, and also showing what also shows that he's not evil is Thanos never kills unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Never. Even when he can. Mm-hmm. Even when he can, he chooses. To leave, right? Rather than kill heroes, mm-hmm. if he's gotten what he wants, he leaves, mm-hmm. and that happens throughout the movie. Yeah, throughout the movie, uh, it happens when he takes Gamora away. Mm-hmm. It happens when he leaves uh, Titan after stabbing Tony Stark mm-hmm. and getting the uh, the time gem. It, it, it happens throughout the movie where, if presented the opportunity to get what he wants and go, he mm-hmm. does not kill. Yeah. He's not a psychopath. No. Well, I mean, not in the Joker style on sure. killing everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which also makes him more, to me, mm-hmm. more compelling as well. Sure. So for me, my biggest praise for the movie is just, it's gonna, it's all about Thanos. I just, mm-hmm. I love everything about the character. Right. I found him to be compelling. I, halfway through the movie, Started rooting for Thanos. I will openly admit it. Yeah. I did. I didn't see him as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. His logic made sense. 
Uh, yeah, it sucks for the ones that get raptured away. But the fact is, the only way to save nature is to prevent is to prevent overpopulation. That's mm -hmm. just the fact of life. That's how it works. Bad things happen because humans are a cancer. We mm -hmm. destroy everything. That's just what we do. And you can kind of see it on our Earth. Yeah. The more we grow, the more we destroy things. It's just mm -hmm. that's the way we are. So overpopulation is no bueno. Yeah. And so I kind of got the logic. Like, I'm not advocating we go randomly kill people now, but I'm just saying I, I got it philosophically. Right. I got it. I got the logic. Yeah. And it made sense to me. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm rooting for him. And so <laughs> to put it in pro wrestling terms, Stephen, oh, <laughs> he was like, why do I have to go back to pro wrestling? <laughs> Thanos is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's technically the bad guy, mm -hmm. but you want to see him show up, <laughs> kick ass, F5, everybody, and then walk out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understood that. Yeah. You understood that, right? I understood that reference. <laughs> and so, so uh, what's funny is, I, so I started with Thanos halfway through the movie. At the end of the movie... <laughs> I'm sitting there, my, my wife is on one end, my 11-year-old son and my 14-year-old son, then me, right? Mm -hmm. And the movie ends. And, of course, the credits roll, and we're waiting right. for the yeah, end of the credit scene. Yeah. And I look over, my wife is pissed. Ah. She is pissed <laughs> that they just killed off right. half. She is so mad. <laughs> I mean, the look on her face. Oh my God, you think someone just threw dog poop at her. She's so <laughs> mad. Okay. And my 11-year-old, just like his mom, he is hot. He is hot. Oh my God. This sucks. This ending is the worst. This is awful. I hate this. My 14-year-old looks at me and goes, I like that. Huh. I started rooting for Thanos about half of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, there's my son. <laughs> and then he goes, you know what, Dad? He goes, Actually, um, I'd be totally okay if this is the last Marvel Studios movie ever. Yeah. This is a really good, satisfying ending. And I sat there and was going, you know what? If, the reason why Disney would never do this, but if no. they were not to make any more Avengers movies, if they were to like end the Avengers movies and then focus on, since they're buying Fox, if, if yeah. the next wave of Marvel Studios movies were all going to be about Fantastic Four and the X-Men characters, if that was the plan... Mm -hmm. I know I'm probably, my son and I are in the vast minority. Mm -hmm. I would find this ending to be incredibly satisfying. Yeah. I really would. And I know we're in the vast minority with yeah. that position. I would find it phenomenally, <laughs> from an artistic standpoint, mm -hmm. I just would find that amazingly satisfying. Yeah. And if that was, if we didn't know there was another one coming. Right. Then, and it was the last one, I'd be like, oh, that was a pretty little bold little ending right it would not there. be a bad ending would it no um of course it's not so no no of course not we it, all know it's gonna get reversed yeah of course and, of course um so i think i read it was an article about this it's like um the end of this movie writes a check that the sequel can't cash yeah so, it's, it is it's and it's one of those things where i mean i think the first movie is gonna be better right and because it's a two-parter you know it's it's one of those things where they really have to make the reversal like they have to earn it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I'm. I'm it's gonna be hard to do. I'm a little nervous. I mean, oh, it's gonna be very hard to do. The cast of characters enough that I think they can make it. 
I think they can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's basically the original Avengers left. Correct. Yes. Which I like that. I love it, and that's. I don't. I don't need to see Spider Man or Black Panther. No. In the in this movie, I want to no. see the original Avengers coming back together to save the day. Um, I don't want to see a. Well, we're gonna trade places with the people that have been taken nah, or whatnot. That nah, would be nah. the stupidest nah, thing. No, nah, no, nah, nah. this is all about the that. Avengers. It's about the Avengers. Thank you. And they're gonna. Re- I don't think anybody's gonna die. I think they're gonna retire. Yes. And right off into the sunset. It's gonna be a happy ending because Marvel Studios like. Well, happy yeah, it's gonna, they're not ending it with a doom and gloom ending. No. That's never gonna happen. No. And I think that, I'm, and I'm with you. I, right. I think clearly it's obvious by who got raptured away and who didn't that the original Avengers are the ones who will be carrying the banner. Oh, with, yeah. And I am perfectly fine with it. That mm-hmm. is how it should be. Those yes. are the characters that you should be: Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones. Oh, <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, uh, he's still here. They said he's going to have a big part in the next one. So. Right, but those are the characters that should be carrying the day. Right. End of story. I have zero problem they with that. They started That's it. How... They should finish it. Well, Thank you. Finish, quote unquote, it. Right. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Another thing I loved about this movie, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I loved how Thor's character was handled in the mm-hmm. movie. I think that Marvel Studios did an excellent job making Thor what I have always thought of him as, mm-hmm. if he, even if he has not always been presented that way. But I do believe Thor is the Avengers Superman. Mm-hmm. He is the Avengers Superman. He is, just like Superman is a god among men, mm-hmm. Thor is... Quite obviously, a god among men. <laughs> I got the yes. literally in the right. name. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're identical. Obviously, sure. they're not identical characters. But I'm saying the right. role they play as far as the, the, the god among men, mm-hmm. they are viewed by their teammates as something, something beyond what the rest of them are. Right. Okay? Other than them. They are a different level. Mm-hmm. They also are the team's biggest heaviest hitters mm-hmm. and they are the ones who tend to inspire confidence in the battlefield when they arrive on the scene right. like the cavalry is here mm-hmm. no matter how bad it looks when the big red s shows up mm-hmm. you know you got a fighting chance right yeah no matter how bad it looks when the god of thunder shows up mm-hmm. you know you got a fighting chance and I think they really hammered that home. Ha, <laughs> get it? Ham- oh, jeez, that was not intended. Uh, <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Yeah, they they really <laughs> drove that point home. There we go. I think with this movie, <laughs> and it was very satisfying. The parallels are there. Thor is now the last of his people, mm-hmm. like Superman is the last of his people. Mm-hmm. They are both physically perfect specimens with unbridled power who can do the impossible. And I think having Thor basically withstand going toe-to-toe with Thanos, Mm -hmm. then being blown up on a spaceship by the Power Stone, uh, floating through the cold, harsh... (laughs) emptiness of the universe that makes everyone else you know freeze and blow up or whatever you do depending on what movie you watch you uh, inflate like a balloon and explode or you freeze Mm -hmm. make your pick either is not good he can withstand that okay Mm -hmm. he can withstand the heat of the heart of a star right okay so we've established 
the dude is Superman level powerful. Yeah. And he's the last of his kind and he gets and, and he is he is regal and he is noble mm-hmm. and he gets the Superman moment. I liked his journey. I really liked his journey. I liked how they portrayed him. Mm-hmm. And I love how when he showed up, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we got Thor. Yeah. We're going to be okay. And that they let Thor basically just whoop some ass. And yes, like Superman, does he sometimes obviate all the other characters? Yes. Yeah. And that did happen. I mean, I can't give it a pass just because I like it because I don't right. give it a pass in a lot of Superman stories that involve the Justice League. It irritates me to no end. Mm-hmm. So I can't give this a pass just because I like Thor. Sure. He does kind of, you kind of, well, what's the point of everyone else? When you yeah. have Thor there, he doesn't need Captain America and Black Panther and Black Widow no. and, and all those characters. He just, they're not necessary. They're just not necessary. No, definitely not. And, and uh, I'm sorry. And, and so it's a cool moment. Sure. As he's destroying it. And then he proceeds to destroy every single spaceship. Yeah. And, and And then he proceeds to kick-ass on Thanos. Yeah. he He's clearly not up to date on Earth's pop culture where you hit him in the head. Right. And he even says this. Like, yes. You should have aimed for the head. Yeah, I like when Thanos says that. Oh, no. Like, or at least the arm. Cut right. his arm off. Exactly. Exactly. But Thor is that character like, he, yeah, he wouldn't do that because right. for all his power, he's not always the... He's got his bravado. Yes. So of course he thinks that this is going to be right. all he needs to do. That's right. And he even looks at the hand like, oh, shit. <laughs> should have for the head. A bunch of second thought I should have just cleaved his head off. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Going right through his heart was not the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I would agree with you. I think that is... I think the lack of knowing what to do with him until the end of the movie... Mm-hmm. It's part of the problem that one of the problems I have with the movie is because he kind of, once again, and this is something they did in Age of Ultron, he goes on his little, yes, little side quest to do. I mean, it's to make the to make Stormbringer that's the name, right? Yes, Stormbringer, Stormbringer. and which is an axe. Um, and uh, as Peter Dinklage, uh, a, gi- a giant Peter Dinklage makes which, makes it for him. Yes. and then Rocket Raccoon comments, "That's a little bit over the top of that name, aren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I feel like they could have done all of that in five minutes and mm-hmm. ended it with, "Oh, is, is Thor dead?" and then had him come right. back at the end right. instead of taking what felt like fifteen minutes mm-hmm. cutting back and forth. It's like. I don't need to see that. Like, stop. <laughs> it's interesting that you mention that too, because that's yeah. another parallel between Superman. Is yep. that in mm-hmm. every story they got to they, they have to, to they have to remove Superman right. from the table because he's too powerful. Yes. Because if he was there from the earlier, the problem would be solved earlier. Yeah. Exactly. So they have to remove him from the table to build up all the conflict and mm-hmm. worry, and then he shows up dramatically at the end. Right. Thor got the exact same treatment. Mm-hmm. Got to be removed from the table. Yeah. And then show up. You can always remove him and not yeah. show as much, obviously. I mean, you didn't no, have to yeah. show as much as what they did. No. So removing not. it from the table is kind of one of those necessary evils that, with those kind of characters, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I know it's really formulaic, but it's yeah. almost a, it's almost a must. Yeah, and I know it's it's hard to avoid doing that because you, know, you kind of have to. It's just I wish they didn't drag it out for as yes. long as they did. Agreed. It's like the movie's almost three hours long. It it's did, a long movie. Did not need to be. No. Two and a half. Yes. Right. Just cut off some of that time and mm-hmm. um, 
and uh, and they would be good. I mean, yep. and, and I think, and the stuff with him, and they have this another scene with uh, Iron Man where he gets to sit down and basically kind of summarize the other movies, but really yes. put it in terms of like character development of how he feels. Mm-hmm. And I think that scene where he, like Rocket Raccoon, asks him what's wrong, and he just kind of like, well, my father's dead, my brother was murdered, my mom's dead, my mom's dead, and I killed my sister, killed my sister who tried to kill me, <laughs> and it's like you know when you when you hear it, like when we hear us say it, it sounds like kind of like right. Oh, we're cramming a lot of the other movies in here, but it's when he says it, it's like really like wow, that's yeah, that's a lot. It's been through a lot, and. Um, and Iron Man has a moment like that with mm-hmm. the Hulk where he's explaining what happened to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody gets that moment. Um, especially the one you most wanted to hear from, which was Captain America. Yes. But we'll yes. We'll get into that. Yep. Um, I do like I, how they fit them in. Oh, yeah. It was, it was nice that it didn't get in the way of the story. It didn't feel like right. an exposition dump where you're like... Oh, yeah. God, we're recapping everything that happened before. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like... Five of those minutes of Thor side quest we could have taken to, yes. to hear from Cap, Captain America. Because we didn't hear from him no. at all. At all. He, Cap really didn't get much. No. He didn't get much of anything, did no. he? No. He had maybe ten lines. Yeah. And that was it. Very little. Very, very little. His entire subplot with the others felt more like they were moving pieces on a board, not actual yeah. characters. And I yeah. get that. Like, you know, I totally understand that. But if they were going to do that bit with Thor and Iron Man and Spider-Man and them where they actually get to kind yeah. of talk. I wish they would have done it for everybody. Yeah. Well, not everybody. Well, at least you know, all the main characters. I think at least right? it, I think yeah. it should have been Iron Man, Thor, and, and Cap. Captain and that's America. it. It yeah. should have been the big three. Mm-hmm. Just limit it to those big three. Right. And it was just, because I, I even told somebody this yesterday, it's like, because it just, it's such an obvious omission, you know? I agree. It was and, weird. And that was the one everyone wanted to see because Captain America hasn't been I know. in there since uh, Civil War. Yeah. So, so what's he been doing? Right. He threw a depression beard. He you did. Know where it comes from. I liked it. I like how it. Thor goes. I see you're copying you my look. My beard. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but, um, fantastic. Yeah, and um, <sighs> I think you know for kind of like my fa- I mean my favorite thing was Thanos, just like yours. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, I was sitting there. Watching this movie, and some of these action scenes are so awesome. Yeah, the action scenes. Well, that was my next thing. The action right. scenes were amazing. Oh. Holy like, cow, Steve. They were incredible. Every single one of them was <gasps> Wow. The Russo brothers. Yeah. Boy, do they deserve some love. Yes. Because these action oh. scenes are kick-ass amazing. The big, mm. you, you, they, would, they would pull back to give you like the big wide-angle drone <laughs> shot. Yep. And then they focus really, really tightly to give you the up close, brutal person to person combat shots. Right. It was a good mix of the two, and then you get some intermediate ones. I mm-hmm. mean, it was wow. Oh, the yeah. action scenes were spectacular. They yeah. were really spectacular, Stephen. Yeah, if you if you watch this movie and you don't think that they're oh. top tier talents, then you need to to get your head examined. Yeah, no, the Russo brothers they they the, brought it. They deserve a lot of a oh, lot yeah. of respect. Mm-hmm. They really brought it. It looked this movie was visually stunning. Yes. It looked fantastic. I mean, whatever gripes we may have with things here and there, which sure. we haven't got them. No doubt, no no movie's perfect. We oh, got our gripes. Yeah, but, but yeah, visually they, it. Mm. Wow, did it look great. Yeah, I mean, because my friend and I were having an argument about what our favorite action scene was. Because my favorite is the fight on, on Titan. 
with um <gasps> That's a great one too. And that's a great action scene. It's like, yeah, I really like the one at Wakanda. It's like, no, that one's cool. That's a very cool one too. But very Game of Thronesy. Yes. And <laughs> I liked and and you were talking about the interpersonal combat, like the one with uh Scarlet Witch fighting um Proxima Midnight. Yes. Um you probably didn't catch her name because they never said it, but <laughs> no. But you know, when she when they're having that little fight where she's like um, the camera is just kind of steady and you're yes. watching them like she's batting away the staff with her telekinesis yep. like that's so, that's so awesome mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and then of course she had the big like the Doctor Strange she has like the thousands of clones come yes. out to restrain Thanos that was really cool too yep it's just so much every it's fight so scene constructed every fight scene with Iron Man's new armor yes his new armor is so <laughs> cool isn't yeah. it and when he goes toe to toe with Thanos on Titan, it's doing yeah. all those crazy, like big, like <laughs> I don't know, like mecha. Like it's like yeah. it's like anime style weapons yeah. that he keeps breaking out. <laughs> I mean, it totally looked like anime come to life, yes. didn't it? And yes. all the different stuff he was. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, how cool is his armor in that action scene? It was, and that's why you like the action. Part of what makes yeah. that action scene so cool is, I mean, his. Wow, yeah, it was so cool, cool wasn't it? It's awesome. I mean, you're, and you're just like, and you're like, holy crap! That's like, <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. I'm with you. The action, I just just from top to bottom, Steve. Now yeah. it's just a blast. It's a blast. And they they use the action to finally uh, give me a Doctor Strange I liked. Yes, he, really like, good Doctor Strange. I really enjoyed him in this yeah. movie. Because when Thanos walks up to him and Doctor Strange is like. Um, and now you face the master of the mystic arts. I was like, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed the uh, humor. I like the humor. Mm-hmm. I wish that it had been... Uh, some Some of it was meant to be jarring. Sure. For example, the scene where Gamora and Star-Lord are having the touching moment where Gamora's yeah, telling him to, how much she loves him and he, he has to promise to kill her if Thanos ever gets his hands on her because right. she has the knowledge of the soul gem. Mm-hmm. Stone. Sorry. Can't break that <laughs> habit, Stephen. And it's a real powerful moment. And the next thing you see it's Trax is standing there in the corner. Just they're like, how them. long have you been there? He's like, an hour. And they're like, dude! <laughs> so creepy! And he's like, I have mastered the art of being invisible by moving so very slowly. <laughs> is he trying to eat the Zagnut or whatever it is? <laughs> like, man, this comes in. Hey, Drax. He's like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> but so that's a moment where they, they contrast something super heavy with something light. Right. And where it, it works. It but what doesn't work is when you crash from One a scene. really funny scene to a really, really dark scene. Right. Where you're like, oh, I got whiplash on that one. At least yeah. ease me, at least ease it's me into it, it, you know. Yeah. I don't mind. I, 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 I like the humor, but at least... Ease the scene transition from yeah. humor to dark. And I, I thought some of it was funny. I mean, obviously, my favorite one was <gasps> Squidward. <laughs> yes. um, calls the Ebony Maw Squidward. <laughs> Tony Stark does. Yeah. Yes. And um, I mean, some of it was was like really. Oh come on! Like the thing How did Spider-Man you not like aliens? So like, okay, every movie oh. has done the second somebody out. Yeah. But about it was actually really funny. What, how about uh, the scene where the Guardians first find Thor? How awesome is that? Starlord's like, who's this dude? And Jack's like, he is not a dude. This is a man. You are a dude. <laughs> he goes, he looks like he looks like a pirate angel. <laughs> He's magnificent. He looks like a pirate angel. And like right. Gamora's like rubbing his arms, going, his arms are like made out of whatever, whatever fancy metal. metal. And he's like, hey, and he's like, stop touching his arm. Starlord's like, stop touching his arm. And they all start getting all stolen for being a little pudgy. <laughs> 
And Drax is like motioning at at like under the neck and around the stomach area when they're talking and like Star like, I'm I'm gonna get a bow flex and some dumbbells and rockets like you know you can't you know you can't eat dumbbells, right? And he's just like there's some good humor in the movie. There's some most of it of course revolves around the Guardians. I love the Avengers, Steven. Yeah. I just I don't know, just the Guardians just they just happen to they just they scratch my itch. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't get me wrong, I love the Avengers, they're fantastic, but Right. The Guardians are just like, oh, I can't get enough of these guys. <laughs> They're just so stupid. Yeah. Um, um, and Rocket is, of course, hilarious. Yeah. And, oh my God, Thor and Rocket make a good team. Yeah. That's a good buddy team. And the fact that Thor kept calling a rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> through the whole movie. And Rocket never says it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that irritated me so much. But every time I heard Thor say the word rabbit, I just died laughing. <laughs> They didn't call him Rabbit, yes. he called him Sweet Rabbit. <laughs> they didn't call him Sweet Rabbit. <laughs> it's just... Yes. I don't know why that other days yeah, me Rocket so much. He had that look on his face. <laughs> like, he, he, like he's going to raise his hand and then he just puts it back down. Yes. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's going to keep calling me a rabbit no matter whatever I say. <laughs> oh, like, this, this scene with Robbie. I just... Rocket is my favorite guardian. Right. And this is where, like, they're on, they're back at Wakanda. They mm-hmm. arrive at Wakanda. He and Thor arrive at Wakanda. And, mm-hmm. and the big fight. And he's like, he has the cool moment with Bucky where Bucky picks him up and yeah. they do the big spin around <laughs> shooting everybody, you know? Right. And, like, he's looking at the, how much for the gun? It's not for sale. How about the arm? And Bucky just stares at him and walks off and he goes, I will have that arm. <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of good humor throughout the movie. It's just, yeah. it's very funny, which I appreciate because Obviously, it has some super, super dark movie yeah. moments to it. I mean, Thanos' storyline is not funny. No. It is very dark. It is somber. Mm-hmm. So, the movie, if you didn't have the humor, that movie yeah, might have been... Super depressing, yeah. Like, DC Comics level depressing. <laughs> I don't need Man of Steel with my adventures. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, to quote Deadpool, you're so dark, you're from the DC Universe. <laughs> I mean, just... So I'm really glad that the humor was yeah. there because otherwise that movie would have been a that would have been a slog, Steven. Yeah. That'd have and, been a real slog. And the thing about it is that most of the humor is in the first third, so it kind of it is it is to the and it's and it's also like a feint because it makes you think that it's going to turn out like any other Marvel movie. Bingo. And then it doesn't. Bingo. Um, and so when so, the people get raptured away, it has more impact, right? I think mm-hmm. you know it I has so. good. I mean, I, I, I my mean, favorite. Well, yeah, my favorite rapturing away moment would be Peter Parker. I think he had the best. Right. Yeah, he got he got the signature moment. Sure, I thought that was a really nice scene between Tony and yeah. and, and Peter. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And I and I told people it's like you know I it was one of those moments where I had to tell people it's like you know I kind of wish I didn't know as much because yeah had I not just read an article earlier like almost while I was sitting there waiting for the movie to start about. Kevin Feige talking about Spider-Man 2. Oh. Yeah, I mean... I would have felt it a little better. Yeah. But, you know, that... that like, I can't... That's not a complaint against the movie. It's just... That's just me. Hey, like, I can't right. do that. But, right. So I thought they did it pretty well. It's just... Mm-hmm. It didn't let... People like, what? what? You're saying you weren't sad? I was like, no. You can't die if you have a sequel coming up. But... Yeah, I'm, you know, I, was, I did see... It's... You know... Uh, 
People are mad that I get glib about it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they, they have, I've seen some interviews with the, the writers who claim that all these characters that were raptured away really yeah, are dead. dead. Uh, I'm, I'm not buying well, that. Well, I'm sure that... I'm not buying that. I'm sure that you killed them in that moment, <laughs> yeah. but I think they're going to come they're, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, Clearly. they even said before, I don't even think anybody who actually died is going to stay dead. I mean, any, anybody. Oh, really? Think you don't think the characters back. even that got killed that aren't raptured mm-hmm. away? Because I was thinking maybe the ones that got raptured away come back. Sure. The ones that got killed, not raptured, they stay dead. So I, don't even, I don't even think that. You don't even think that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think Gamora is in the Soul Gym. No, she's clearly in the Soul Gym. I yeah. agree with you on that. Which, which, which... Right. By the way, it goes in line with the comics, so that makes total right. sense. And um, so I think I think that's going to be a part in the next one because they're not going to not have her in Guardians Three. No, right. It, it ties it into a way it makes sense, you know, because they're going to have because Thanos didn't use the Soul Gem at all in the movie. You're right. He so, only he, he, he visited only it at the end it. of it, but he didn't use it. You're right. correct. And that was even one of those where it could have been a dream sequence, like we know, but it's not framed as oh he's in. Soul it's not overtly told that he's right. in the soul world. And um, it's like, okay, well, so obviously that's going to have to play a part in the next one. Yep. So I'm thinking they're going to do like in the Infinity Gauntlet where she's going to take control of the Infinity Gauntlet and take it from right. take it from him or yeah. whatnot. And um, so that would be <clears throat> that would be nice, you know, follow the comics. Yep, that'd be kind of neat. But um, so yeah, and I don't, I think they're going to find a way to separate Vision from mind, the Mind Gem. Um, yes. Or just the beam power gem, mm-hmm. because there's nothing mind about that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, you know, whatever, that's, right. that's not this movie's fault that nope. the other movies didn't explain right. what this thing could do. So, yeah, there's that, and I don't know, I just don't think they're going to have the balls to get rid of Loki permanently. Nah. Like, he might disappear, you might see him, He they think he's dead again. Right. Like, well, I'm going to go do something else, and mm-hmm. that way if Tom Hiddleston wants to come back, he can come back. The grand return of Loki, <laughs> because we can't pass up on a, a marketing opportunity. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, those those are the highlights for me, Stephen. For me, the highlights: so. it's Thanos, it's the action, the action yeah. it's the comedy, and it's the good chemistry between all the characters. Yeah. I think really, surprisingly, really, right. really good chemistry between all the characters. Yeah. I mean that that's what amazes me the yeah. most. The, like, the ones gosh. that had time to de- to yeah, they had time. Yeah, just mm-hmm. fantastic chemistry. Yeah. And also the uh, way that this movie pays off all the prior movies mm-hmm. we've been seeing with right. the, the Red Skull's appearance on the Soul yeah. Gem World, Soul mm-hmm. Stone World, sorry. A little random. But A little random, but it, it, works, it works with the his obsession with all the arc, with all the... Right. Norse <laughs> technology and whatnot. Right, him the, wanting to get the... I think that one was the the tesseract was the space. That was gem, just, yeah. So. I'm not calling them stats. There you go. Fair enough. So I uh, thought that yeah. was an, a nice little callback to the first Captain America movie. Yeah, and the whole thing just gave it a nice. Um, I just appreciated that without making mm-hmm. the movie impossible to see, unless right. you'd seen the other ones, mm-hmm. it made it very new viewer friendly. If you were just hopping onto the. Marvel movies, right? Whereas the same time, if you've been like us in from mm-hmm. the beginning, it gave you little nuggets here and there to show right. mm-hmm. to 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 pay off and reward right. your your long time commitment to the to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody pointed out that um, 
they obviously didn't know they were going to get Fox when they made this movie because the Red Skull looks just like Doctor Doom, except with the skull. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, he kind of stole his look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Because, like, I thought it was going to be, like, like Adam Warlock or something. Ooh. But. I think we're seeing Adam Warlock in the next Guardian of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. yeah. And that would have been like, well, that's another can of worms that I don't want to. Right. I'm sure they don't want to open up. Ooh, that's a lot. That's not yeah. the right movie. That's too much. No. That's too I, much. I thought there'd been, like, maybe a little a little cameo. Like, they don't know each other, but, you know, it's a nod for the comics where they don't like each other right. or something like that. But exactly. I, like what, I like what we were gotten. And I mm-hmm. think, I mean, it's. Sure, it's a little weird that you have to go through a trial to get the Soul Gem, but you know it works. I mean, it works. Why not? And it would make it makes more sense that you know if Gamora does turn out to be in there, that you know, that's how they did it. Yeah, that's if right. You earn the Soul Stone by sacrificing something, so mm-hmm. that something is in the gem. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, those the so those are the things I really enjoy. That's for yes. me. Is there anything additional to those over to those main bullet um, points that you really? Liked. I don't think so. I mean, it's 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 quite it's quite something that it's quite an achievement that this movie works as well as it does. Because even agree. the things that we're gonna we're gonna talk about that maybe aren't so good, it's just that I had I had very low expectations. Me too. As good as the Russos are, yeah, it's like this, this is, is hard. It's too much, mm-hmm. but but they surprised me. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I was very, very impressed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, things, the things that I wasn't thrilled about, sure. or that I may have had a few, and mm-hmm. all for me at least, my right. criticisms are going to be deemed relatively minor. I think sure. most people are going to hear my criticism and go, "Okay, well, yeah, I got it," but that's you know, in the grand scheme of things, whatever. Yeah, which is fine, but it's still, it's still a criticism. I don't know what to say. It's still well, something this that movie, made me in the grand scheme of things, it's not important either. So if you're <laughs> exactly, exactly, for me, one thing. We, we already touched on it, so let's just get out of the way sure. right now. The scene cuts. There are some scene cuts that I thought yeah. were too jarring when you went from too funny to too serious, right. too drastic. For me, and right. obviously for you, too. It's a little clunky at points. Right. Yeah. So that would be mm-hmm. the first complaint I right. would have. Sure. My second one, let's do the other one that we've already touched on, mm-hmm. Captain America. Yeah, that entire plot I was disappointed. Is, I really wanted yeah. him to get more attention. I was very, very disappointed. I love the yeah. character. Mm-hmm. I love the movie version of the character oh, yeah. more than the comic book. Well, let's think about it. I love the, movie, the, I love the movie version yeah. way better than any comic book version of Captain America, except Since, for Ed Brubaker's. Right. <laughs> Ed Brubaker's Captain America, I like the most. Yeah, the Winter Soldier. And then the movie version I like. <laughs> yeah, the, the Winter Soldier is the, is the Man of Steel movie that we should have gotten, where it's oh, yeah. the character. Because, I mean, I yeah. know, and I understand the comparisons between Thor and Superman. I always see, at least in terms of, like, the spiritual role they oh, fulfill. That yeah, I agree. America is a lot more like Superman, right? But, um, I often compare Captain America to Batman as well. True. Oddly enough, yeah, they kind of, because they're yeah. the one that never loses. That's true. But they're not a god among men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's and and I yeah. would I would submit that <laughs> while Superman is 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 the uh, paragon of virtue, right, and. Uh, uh, when he shows up to save the day, everyone's like, woohoo, yeah. yes, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And nobody would view Batman as the paragon of virtue. And if him yeah. arriving on the scene, no one's going to have the same like, woohoo, we're going to win, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I would say he's more like Captain America in that he always has the plan. Yeah. He's the master tactician. Mm-hmm. And he, um, 
how do I phrase it? He's like Captain America. He inspires through being the ultimate man. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that'd be my take on it. Sure. It's it, when you put up the the big three of the Justice League and the big three of the Avengers. They're they're not really one to one matches. No, they're not. Because that's not perfect. There's also a lot of Wonder Woman to Thor comparisons. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but absolutely. But I mean, for me personally, that's how I've always seen it because mm-hmm. I see them as the you know the moral centers of both of their teams, and um, so I was. Like, when I saw the Winter Soldier, I was like, this is what Man of Steel should have been, because this yeah. is a guy in a cynical world who doesn't believe, who doesn't feel that way, who's fighting to do do things as he sees fit, yes. and, and they made it work. Yes. Um, so I was, yeah, I was disappointed, because I really like, I, I love Chris Evans as Captain America, and he, it literally looks like he just wandered on, and... Really does? Yeah, go stand there and do this, yes. and uh, yeah, you can go home. <laughs> I mean, surprisingly so. Yeah. Treated almost like an extra. Yeah. He pretty I much mean, was. He got no character work at no. all. And very, very few lines. And I know people are people are going to say, well, if you're walking into the 27th movie in a 28-part saga, you, you should know that you're not going to get all the development. That's not true because they gave it to Thor. They gave it I, to I, Iron Man. I would submit that you if know. the movie is entitled Avengers, right. then Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor get the lion's share of yes. the character work and dialogue, period, end of story. That's yeah. simply how it works. Just like if you made a Justice League movie, and I love, and these three aren't my favorite characters, sure. okay, but even though they're not my favorite characters, it doesn't change the fact, mm-hmm. if you make a Justice League movie, then Superman and Batman and oh, Wonder Woman get the lion's share works. of the dialogue and character work. Right. It's just the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen in this movie. It's an Avengers no. movie. Yeah. And so they got that two, was disappointing. It's like, yeah, they got two out of three, but they're still the third one. Yes. The one that, I mean, honestly, I'm sorry. We all wanted to know what they were doing more than those two. Because I did. Because we've seen what they were doing. Right. I've, I've been very curious to know what in the world they've been up to. Yeah. And I've always, since Brubaker's run on Captain America, mm-hmm. I have always found the... The conflicted and run through the ringer Steve Rogers mm-hmm. to be quite a compelling character. Oh yeah, very compelling, mm-hmm. and it's I feel a bit cheated that we didn't get that. Yeah, in this movie. Oh yeah, and I think that plot line in terms of just things happening or development is the weakest because there's a scene where Bruce Banner and Black Widow look at each other, they say three simple lines to each other, and that's it. Yes. And if we remember, there was supposed to be this romance built between yes. the two. Not in this movie. Not in this movie. Um, War Machine, who was very adamantly against Captain America in Civil War, yes. looks at him and says, Oh, hey. All good. And we're all good. We're all good. We're all good here. <laughs> like, really? Um, okay. To the point where he you know, just dismisses... Um, like, look, I mean, if William Hurt calls me angry, I'm going to want to dismiss him, too. Uh, yes, true. But, <laughs> Very like, true. Yeah, Very I true. just got a court-martial. It's like, <laughs> you're a military guy. It was too you casual. Be that easy. 
it was way too casual and we did not build up why he would do that for steve rogers given how we last saw things again by not addressing what steve's been up to Mm -hmm. we don't know maybe steve reached out to roadie maybe roadie's been some been through something to change his mind maybe Mm -hmm. steve's been through something to change his but but we didn't get any of that when it comes to steve rogers i don't know why anyone would change their view on steve exactly and and then of course the stuff that i bet blew up all the internet fan fictions Captain America and Bucky say one line to each other. Yeah. And that's it. They hug. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, Bucky, long time to see. That's it. That's it. That, Stephen, mm-hmm. floored me. Yeah. It absolutely floored me, partly because mm, <laughs> I want to say it's close. It's really hard for me to pick a favorite Marvel Studios movie sure. because they're all, because my favorites are all very close right. to each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like one clearly breaks away from the pack for mm-hmm. me. But I would say that at the top of my list would probably be Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think that's that, far and away the best one. Yeah, that would so. be my, if I had to pick, if you just forced me to pick right. one movie from Marvel Studios, it would be Captain America Winter Soldier is yeah. the best movie. And I, and again, can't say it enough. Brubaker's Captain America. It literally is one of my not just my favorite Captain America run. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite runs on a yeah. superhero comic period Marvel or DC. Yeah, I, I, that's how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I I adore the character of Bucky. Yeah, I adore the character of Winter Soldier. I mm-hmm. love the concept. I love the themes. I mm-hmm. love the story. I love the interpersonal play between Bucky and Captain America. The relationship that. Brubaker created right. is quite complex and compelling between the two mm-hmm. of Steve being the face, the public face, with <laughs> Bucky being this incredible badass mm-hmm. stone cold killer yeah. doing the dirty things that Captain America couldn't do right. for PR reasons. Mm-hmm. And the movie did a great job capturing that. Yeah. And the movie, like you said, I I, I just think technically that that's just that's the best. Yeah. That's the okay. best movie. It's the best complete movie that they've made. Right. So, and the relationship they built between Bucky and Steve was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. The bond and the chemistry and the story was amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is my payoff? Yeah. This is my payoff, Steve? Right. Because even A during... hug in one line? <laughs> yeah. Really? And guess who ends up fading away? Bucky. I, I'm just, I, I was shocked that's all I got. And I'm not. I know it's not a Captain America movie, and I know it's not a Bucky movie, but, I mean, still, it's an Avengers movie. Cap is one of the three big Avengers. Yeah. I think we could have devoted, possibly, three minutes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, people's like, oh, you just wanted ten minutes. Like, no, it doesn't have to take ten minutes. No! Three minutes. Yeah, like, have a little little exchange. That's where you could have gotten all the information about where Captain America was. Thank you. Just five minutes. It's a little bit of time. I, take That's five I mean. minutes away from the Thor storyline. Yes. Take five minutes away from that that we didn't need. Right. Yeah. Take five minutes from that and give it to Cap and Bucky. Yeah. And you give us a little backstory on Cap mm-hmm. and you give a proper union between the two characters. Right. Paying off what is arguably your best Marvel Studios movie. Yeah. Now, that bothered me. I, I just couldn't believe that. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, with some of my problems, I want to be, I want to be like, I want to be fair, but I think that was a, I think that was a, a bad 
decision. I think the handling of Steve Rogers for yeah. me is my biggest complaint of the movie. Yeah, I'd that's my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one that is the, the real, bi- the real big, big right. one, that's the one for me. Yeah, and there's, I mean, I'd say probably some of the writing might be my biggest one because there's other parts where, um, I swear to God, if I if I had to hear. You have to do it. I can't. You have to do it. It's yes. Like, it's almost like drinking game level. Uh, it happens a lot. Oh my God. Just do it already. <laughs> it's like do it or don't do it. Because they have mm-hmm. the two couples. Yes. Vision and Scarlet Witch. Right. And Gamora and Star-Lord. Uh, effectively playing out the same storyline. Yeah. And we have... and um, They just flip the roles. Yeah. The, the, pretty much. Star-Lord has to, kill, Gamora, has to kill Gamora. It's Scarlet Witch who has to kill Vision. Vision. Right. Okay. Well, that's very creative. Got and, it. <laughs> And we have to witness the same drawn out we do. sequence. We do. Where um, we have to decide. I mean, of course. I think it's Scarlet- more drawn out for. It was more drawn out with Vision and Scarlet Witch, I thought. Yeah, because it. Yeah, because that was really like, drawn. I mean, the Scarlet Gamora one was bad enough. Yeah. But then they doubled down on it between Vision, Vision and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch, and it got yeah. even worse. Yeah, because they had that conversation. Four times. Yes, the they do. It's too, it's and too much. And then they have it much. before she does it at the end. It's like, okay, like if they had just done it here, I'd be okay. I would have been like, okay, we're doing this again, but fine. You're doing never. it one, but you're doing fine. it once. Hey, yeah, doing it one time at the climatic moment. Yeah, at the climatic. And I'm talking about you do it once and you do it in Wakanda. Yes, when Thanos is on his way. Exactly. That's when you do it. That's it. And but they did it like three times before. Yeah. That's, oh my god. Come on, guys. Take those. <laughs> take those minutes away and give them to Steve Rogers. Yes. It's it, it, the economy of time, people. Yeah. It's not it's not that much difficult of a concept, but Agreed. whatever. Um, so yeah, doing that. I mean, of course, it was like, well, well, she actually did it. It's like, well, yeah, Starlin was about to kill Gamora too, before his gun got turned to bubbles. <laughs> yes, that was an awesome. <laughs> that moment. was pretty funny. That was an awesome moment. But um, yeah, so that was. And again, another moment of Thanos. Yeah. Showing. Not killing people and showing mercy and compassion. Mm-hmm. That's right. Happens over and over again. There you go. Character development. Yep. Um, but anyhow. And, uh, and then, of course, um, I mean, and we talked about this. I thought the scene with Thanos where he sacrifices Gamora was good, except for that point where she decides to be stupid. Right. And taunt him. It's like that, to right. me, that honestly almost killed it. Yeah. Because I'm like. She should have known that he loved her. She should have known. And that's the thing. I I don't think they've given her much character. No. So. I'm sitting there watching. It's like, okay, so not only are you just a strong female character, you are a strong, dumb female character. Right. And I don't feel bad for you. I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, they, they've never done much with Gamora. No. Which like, is a shame because she's a fantastic character in the comics. Yeah, and I, I thought they'd done more with Nebula. Like, I felt bad for her. I they probably have. But yeah. I don't... Because I thought, like, in Guardians 2, like, I'm not in love with that movie. I think it's okay. It's okay. But I thought the part where, like, Nebula just finally tells Gamora, it's like, like, he had us fight each other, and you beat me knowing he would torture me every single yep. time. It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. But, um, so yeah, I thought that was, like, I even told my friends, like, that was almost laughable. The mm-hmm. way it's like, wait, wait, no, no, don't throw me off the cliff. Like, it's, uh, just mm-hmm. focus on Thanos' face so I don't have to think right. about her. Right, And, um, you know, there were some parts where I thought there was, um, some of the humor didn't work. I did not like Star-Lord having to do the British accent. I'm like, 
Really? Oh, when he's mimicking Thor's voice. Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe maybe that one time it would have been uh, funny, but then he's kind of dragged right. it out. Yeah, it did go um, on for long. But, I mean, of course, there will always be the Drax moment to, oh, to, say, to yes. save me over, which I will always adore. Yes. I will probably copy that in real life. Not Absolutely. in a creepy way, but just standing there. Absolutely agree. Yes. I Move the spoon slowly up to the mouth. I am moving mouth. so incredibly <laughs> slow right now. <laughs> but, um, and honestly, and I mean, my biggest things with the movie are are personal. I can't ding the movie for this, but of course, there's the fact that we all know they're all going to come back. Oh, um, yeah, at least sure, the ones right. that have died. As yeah. soon as Black Panther disappeared, I said, "Well, this is not staying there." Wow. Well, when they raptured you know, away Black Panther and Spider Man and like, Doctor Strange, yeah, I mean, you just know like, those. I mean, know. and it's also um, one of those things. Whenever the Infinity Gauntlet, but you know what? Used, Hold on, so, with sure, Black Panther, ahead, tell me, you missed something. I did? They could have T'Challa get replaced with Shuri. Oh, that's right. Did happen in the comics. Oh, it did happen, yeah. And she would fit the role of a strong female character. Strong female character. And super smart. Smart, yeah. She might verge a bit into Mary Sue territory at that point if she's super smart and super strong and super good at fighting and (laughs) heroic. (laughs) But just saying, hey... Sure, he could become Black Panther. Wild I'm wild not wild saying man. it's not saying it's gonna happen. Right. I'm just saying that. I mean, yeah, I guess that it's possible. It's possible they could do that, but they're not gonna do it. I don't think they want it because if they're gonna do that, then they might. Then they're gonna do Miles Morales and Spider Man, and you know, or they do they Bucky as Captain right. America or Falcon as Captain America. Yes. I don't think that yeah, that's gonna happen. I could see Shuri being Black Panther sooner than any of those other things. The sure. only reason is because in the Black Panther movie, and I continue to say this, he's not the main character. Yeah, he's not. Um, and he doesn't get the cool moments. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. I think they might do Bucky as Captain America. Chris Evans, I think he's done. I think, I think he is, too. I don't think he wants to do that. That dude anymore. looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> he looked like a guy who was picking up a paycheck yeah. and punching the time clock and then ready to go. He's like, yeah, I'm not shaving for this movie. Yeah, no. no <laughs> yeah, he he looked he looked pretty done. That looked yeah. like an actor who's ready to just go move He's on. ready to go, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's, but, you know, it's just one of those things where... Whenever the Infinity Gauntlet is used in any story, even in the comic books, yep. it's hard to it's hard for me to overlook two things. The first is that anything done can be easily undone. Of course. And the second is that when you have an object of such incredible power, for me personally, I try not to be this guy, but I couldn't help it. I look at some characters and say, why didn't you do this? All right. Why didn't you do that? Like... Yes. I, and I, I was kind of, it was easy to not do that at first, but the moment where they almost get the glove off of Thanos. And Star-Lord screws it up. And Star-Lord screws it up, which, I mean, keeps the character. Yes, it Of course, Doctor Strange could have reversed time, knocked Star-Lord out. Right. But we're not going to go there. But, okay. We're not going to go there. Right. Because it has to be this way. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at that moment... When, because, you know, you had the awesome moment with Thanos taking the moon and sh- yes. shredding it and taking out the heroes and all that with it. It's cool. That's awesome because he's like, okay, you know what? No, we're not doing this again. Right. You got this. But then he goes to Earth and while the the Scarlet Witch is destroying the Mind Stone, he decides, yeah, I'm just going to screw around with Captain America. Yes. Right. And 
because he's little, he's bearing down on him. And I'm like, you could turn him into bubbles. You could send him into space. Right. You could age him to dust. You could do so many things. But you were just going to stand here and let this dude hold you off. I'm like, he should have arrived, turned everybody into ham, <laughs> taken the stone, and just been done with it. Right. But, but I think it plays into <laughs> Thanos not wanting to kill everyone. Right. But then again, he did that to Drax and Manus and then turned them back. Again, another sign of his compassion. Right. And it's like, I thought, I mean, maybe the fact that he had done it before, they didn't want to repeat, but it just, for me, it just kind of lacks. Like, maybe he was fascinated by the strength of <laughs> test by Captain America and that he couldn't believe this simple <laughs> human that this simple human was actually holding back the Infinity Gauntlet. And he was probably like, what the what? Because you notice he stared at him yeah, and he ended up taking him out with his right hand. Yeah, he just Not the gauntlet the hand. Yeah, I, I'm just coming just up with things, Steve. I'm just coming up with things, Stephen. I'm just, just one of those things, and I understand. You, know, you have to get your cool mimic. Yeah, he had nothing else. So yeah, let he him didn't. Have that he, shot. he didn't have anything. And then else. it's like, wow, Simmons yeah. is really handsome. <laughs> that's a good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. I'm gonna spare him when I snap my fingers. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I know he shoved an axe through my heart, but okay. he gets a pass. Look at the Thor. It's like. Wow. But I gaze into his eyes. I gaze into his eyes and I just lose myself. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> caresses his chin. It's a nice beard. Yes. Snap. Snap. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a moment. It's like, are you sure this isn't the CW universe? Oh no. <laughs> but um those things I can't I mean, I know the movie has to be what it is. I can't I'm not gonna take any points off for those things. It's just Pet so peeves. comes to mind when I'm yeah. sitting in the movie. My so. one pet peeve, again, sure. I, I won't ding the movie for it, is, and it drives me crazy in movies. You see it all the time. Right. It's the slight, I call it the sliding scale of a villain's power set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got Proxima Midnight, mm -hmm. who is, in the comics, a total badass. I mean, yeah. super duper duper powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Like, super powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them Crazy powerful. Are were matches for the Avengers right. in the comics. But. Right. And she shows up in the movie and she's like 10 feet tall. She's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. And she displays clear superhuman powers yeah. when uh, battling to try to get the vision. Right. Clear superhuman powers. So I'm like, okay, she's clearly super strong, clearly some level of invulnerability. Mm -hmm. Got some good reflexes, some, right. a little bit of not superhuman speed, but faster than most right. people. Right, yeah. and so then we see her later in the movie Wakanda, mm -hmm. and now she's barely able to fend off two non-powered humans in Black Widow and Okoye. Neither have superpowers nope. of any sort, period. Yeah. And, and the she's, fight lasts for literally 30 seconds. Yeah, and she's struggling with two normal people mm -hmm. that's what they are i mean let's strip away the what that's yeah. what they're just normal people mm -hmm. they're you and i yeah uh, her, yeah they're definitely. just they're just regular non-powered humans mm -hmm. she should have blown through them in two seconds flat yeah i hate when movies do that with characters yeah. it drives me nuts i would argue they kind of did that with thanos as well because like when he sh when he shows up on titan he has the reality gem right but he chooses not to use it yes. for reasons we don't know we don't know. Yeah, and I forgot to mention the Black Order, which, because I forgot they were in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I like them when they're underwhelming. In the comics, 
But honestly, they might as well have not even been there. Yeah, because, the, the Black Order is super underwhelming. Yeah, it's it's almost I don't find any of them on interesting. a joke level. Like, really. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're kind of like, in pro wrestling terms, yeah. they're the jobbers. They just kind of, yeah. they're, they're there to get jobbed out to the superheroes. I mean, honestly, the point, they never say their names. No, they don't. You don't get any of their names. No. Um, I, I think, think Thanos, Thanos calls the Maw the, once. Yeah, Ebony Maw. Yeah. Uh, must not be alive or he's never yeah. failed me or whatever. Something okay. like that. And I think that's it. I don't yeah. think we ever hear... Oh, no, I think they may... Maybe they say Corpus... Corpus Glaive. Glaive's name once, I want to say. Maybe once? Nah, maybe. Maybe, but that that's... me. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they're treated like no-name jobbers, and it's not that exciting. They're very... Yeah. Meh. Yeah. They're very meh. And when, you know, they had the Hulkbuster versus the, the Black Dwarf, um, I think they changed his name, but, like... Why would you change a name for a character you're never going to mention? You're not going to mention anyway. Who cares? And so he kind of gets taken out fairly easily. Yep. I mean, like, he's got a cool weapon, but they don't have eh. to use it. No. And, um, and another thing, man, I got to tell you, Bruce Banner, that Hulkbuster armor, that was like bordering our Jar Jar Binks territory. I did not like how they used Mark Ruffalo in that movie. Yeah, way. I was like... I didn't like that. It was like, he's running, whoa, 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 whoa trip, whoa, look how goofy yeah, I am. Yeah, like, that was, that was, that was not very fitting for Ruffalo's character. No, definitely. And He's I, not a punchline. He never has been. And we were been. led to believe that he helped design that armor. Yeah. And he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, he's, he's, his character's not a punchline. No. Never has been, never will be. No. That's just not his role. It's just like, okay. But, I mean... Yep. Whatever. <laughs> How would you... Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, what, what is your overall takeaway on a five-star rating like every movie review rating. is? Mm-hmm. Always do five-star ratings. What would you... How would you go with it? Um, despite my criticisms, I I do think this is very... Um, th- this is a movie that should not have been as good as it was. Yep. Um... And most of the problems I have are personal. Like, I wouldn't ding the movie for it on a right. rating. And some of the problems, as much as I think they could have been fixed, it's one of those things that, because it's this type of movie, it feels like a prototype. Like, you know, later movies will look at this and be like, oh, okay, well, we can avoid that mistake. So, I'm kind of, I don't want to be too hard on it, but mm. the stuff that is, is good is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I... I just adored the action scenes so much. I thought they were well filmed. Um, they're probably some of the best choreographed fight scenes I've seen in a long time. And I, so the stuff that is good with the characters, I really liked. Um, and even though I wasn't affected by the ending, I thought it was done really well. Yeah. So if I were to give it out of a five, I would I would give it I a four. I think. If you yep. haven't seen it, which I don't know who you are if you haven't, <laughs> but I think it is definitely worth seeing. It's worth seeing on the big screen. Oh, absolutely. And you should absolutely. see it um, uh, now. <laughs> I, oh, I totally agree. I love the movie. Had a blast. It was fun. It was entertaining. Had a great action. Had good humor. Had great chemistry between the characters. The characters that got attention got good right. character work. <laughs> uh, Thanos is the most compelling villain of any Marvel movie. So, big thumbs up from me. I'd go four stars as well. Right. Really, really good movie and worth seeing. Yeah. It's the best prologue that's ever been put on film. Heck yeah. <laughs> now, the question is this. Um, yes. When we review a solo Star Wars movie, I, how positive will we be? 
I don't know. How positive were you about that last little end credit scene? Yeah, I was. I was bummed. I was back. bummed that my my boy uh, <laughs> Sam Jackson got raptured away. Yeah, um, I was a little bummed about. I was that. like, damn. So yeah, my question about having Carol Danvers shows up, I'm confused. Is the movie that comes out? So her movie comes out. I want to say just a couple of months before the next Avengers movie. Right. Right. They do Ant Man and the Wasp, and there's a little break. A break. Imagine that. I know. Um, then there's Captain Marvel. Then there's Infinity War. And I want to say it's maybe three months after. Is, is a, it's only three months in between Captain Marvel and a, the I next Avengers movie. I think so. It's yeah. pretty close. Mm-hmm. So I think she's coming out in one of the, in a, well, it's not dead anymore, but dead compared to the summer. I think it's in February or something like that. I agree. And isn't her movie set in? In the 90s. The 90s? Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't know. I, unless is she just going to be an old go, lady? Unless they have her go Captain America, or she's in uh, stasis she gets, somewhere, or she, she or she just frozen. doesn't age because of her powers. I don't know. There's been some theories, but I think they're all kind of lame, personally. <laughs> right. I like to, and they say, oh, she's going to be super powerful. It's like, oh, so she's gonna, she going to be binary? Mm, Which, I mean... Maybe? That'd be kind of nice. But, um, I actually am okay mm-hmm. with um, the... I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with her being brought in because they need to they they need to do something they need to bring her character in yeah and another reason why I'm okay with her movie character uh, versus her comic book character yeah. there's your comic there's your movie character yeah. you solved my problems didn't you yeah. I just showed Stephen two choice photos one of Carol in the comics looking very I can bench press a truck. Yeah. I drive a Ford Ranger and wear flannel. <laughs> um, versus the movie version, which, uh, hey. Yeah. Kara's looking good. Yeah, because all the set photos, like, she doesn't have super long hair, but it's still, like, it's, she's clearly... Well, she's clearly a woman. A woman. <laughs> That's a step in the right direction for Carol. Yeah, it's not that... Given yeah. how she's been portrayed... Since she was created. Again, yeah. if you want to create a brand new character and have her be, I drive a tractor trailer. <laughs> that's fine. You can do that. There are plenty of people in the real world like that. Yeah. Okay? That's fine. You want to create a new character? Yeah. <laughs> a tractor trailer character? Yeah. <laughs> with super short hair and likes to wear flannel and could punch out an elephant? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> create a new character. Sure. But given Carol's. You know, thirty-year history. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, did she just get a brain transplant? Did what happened? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that free technology. Is just messing <laughs> head. So I'm okay with this. Actually, yeah. I think uh, I actually think the Captain Marvel movie has some pretty good potential. Yeah, pretty good potential. Potential. Oh, so potential. it's my kind of movie. There you go. It's very pretentious. Uh, yes, <laughs> I think it has some good potential. I don't mind weaving her in. It's a cosmic storyline. You gotta yeah. have. You gotta have Carol in it. And I yeah. think again, I like Carol's character when done consistent with her history. Mm-hmm. And I think this Marvel Studios movie is going to be consistent with Carol's history versus so. the comic, which just I, I just feel like you pick the name, but you. Yeah. You junked everything else from her continuity. Yeah. Ditch the Guile from Street Fighter haircut and you'll be... Uh... Guile from Street Fighter! <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect! I never thought about that! <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> Carol does look like Guile yeah. uh, in a Captain Marvel outfit. Now, if they were to play oh my the, god, that's awesome! <laughs> if they were to play the Guile thing when she shows up, it would be the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> wow. On that note, Stephen. <laughs> or I was gonna say even better, like when people like tell me it's like, "Is it really good?" and I pretend to spoil it. I think you'll appreciate this. I um, like, yeah, I mean, there's some cool stuff, and you know, Thanos has got Iron Man on the ropes, and I'm like, wait, wait, he's he's reaching for the ropes. It's it's Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, come on, you get. It. You know. <laughs> oh, love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Actually, I get a lot of stern looks from people when I tell people that. It's like, what? You don't know. You haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it. You don't know yet. It could happen. It could happen. All right, my friend. Until our next movie review, it'll yeah. be Solo. I have a feeling you and I aren't going to be quite as glowing with Solo. But oh boy, you never know, right? That's true. This yeah. movie, Avengers exceeded our, our expectations. That's it's right. possible Ron Howard could do the same. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna try to be fair, um, and uh, I try, I try to be fair with every movie, even you know Michael Bay's Transformers. I try to find something. Indeed, like. my friend. I don't like paying my money to sit through a crap fest. No. So. No, we'll see. All right, my friend. Mm -hmm. On that note, until next time, viva la revolution.